Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It's the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here. I've got Tony Marchese with me tonight. Unfortunately, breaking down a Blackhawks 4-2 to loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tony, um, first of all, how you doing, my man? Uh, good to be with you here on a Thursday night talking some hockey despite the outcome. Uh, you know, that's that's kind, I guess. Um, you know, I'm doing uh, about as well as you can after watching that one. Johnny, I feel like the... Uh, We've been talking about losses a little bit more than uh, than I'd like to, um, you know, uh, but it, this one was rough. This one was rough. Yeah, Tony, I think I'm just going to start off and, uh, you know, um, you, you use the old uh, YouTube uh, viral clip. I'm I'm tired of losing. That, that's going to be the title of this episode. I'm tired of losing. I know we it's a rebuild year and you look at things in the grand whole scheme. Um, but still, when you go on a stretch right now, this loss tonight makes the Blackhawks one in five uh, over their last six. And that one that they won, too, you and I discussed a week ago, um, it was a little bit flukish. Um, so, you know, it's been a rough stretch here. Uh, we knew this was going to be a little bit of a gauntlet, but shit, you'd like to get like one here and there. Um, and you just continue that because you lost two at Florida, uh, one at Tampa here. That's a three game losing streak. Not great, Bob. No, it's not great at all. And, you know, we went into this year with the with the preface that, yeah, it is a rebuilding year. Yeah, there's going to be some struggles. We're seeing some of that. But, Johnny, it's not the it's not the struggles that I thought that would be. Uh, causes for like the, these per, like particular losses here. This, there's mm-hmm. there's some disappearing efforts. There's some there's some mental mistakes that are being made. There's you know opportunity aplenty uh, for them to win these games, and, and they're they're just being. It, it feels like they're being choked out at they're the being, end and going to sleep. Yeah, they're being passive. I think that's a good way to describe it, uh, at least in crunch time. And we'll, we'll get to what all this means. Uh, but before we do, before we get in too far here, uh, listeners, make sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ontapsportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen and get these episodes right in your queue as soon as they drop. So, all right, Tony, uh, let's break into this one here a little bit. Some preface of this one. Dylan Strom returned tonight. I was happy about this, man. Uh, and he showed up on the score sheet tonight. He was on IR for about a month, seemingly, in the concussion protocol. Luckily, that's all cleared up. He was back. And uh, Matthew Highmore came out of the lineup for him. And Kevin Lykin was in that tonight. But, hey, uh, initial thoughts for you on Stromer being back. Because, you know, I, I love the guy. Ron loves the guy. I feel like you and Kom- you know, Comiskey is kind of on the anti side, but you feel like you can kind of sway either way on him. I would say I'm neutral on Dylan Strom. I think, you know, if, if, you know, if you guys are in drive and Comiskey's in park, I'm, I'm neutral here because uh, I, I like certain aspects of his game. Um, I think he's a, he's a type of guy that you want to see be a top six forward, but doesn't always play that way. Uh, so I can see where Comiskey gets frustrated. I think he just lacks the consistency uh, on the score sheet to prove his value. Um, and I think that that's something when you, when you consider uh, the type of role that the Blackhawks ask him to play um, and, and, you know, you, you partner him with a guy like Alex to We all know the history that goes back there. So you want to see him up with those top, those top, uh, those top pairings. And it's just not always there, but, you know, on nights where he is going uh, the, his game is, that of a top six forward and he can put up those numbers again it's just consistency uh, i'm neutral on it i love seeing him perform i don't i don't hate the guy uh but uh it certainly helps when he's playing well 
I'll say that one. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And it is kind of an inconsistency uh, that has plagued him throughout his career uh, from with both the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. So I totally feel uh, your, you know, kind of uh, feelings on that, I guess. But, um, you know, I look at it as in Matthew Highmore was a one hit wonder to me. Um, And unfortunately, he is just a little bit too much of a duplicate in this lineup when you already have a David Camp, you already have a Ryan Carpenter, you already have, I know Brandon Hagel brings a little bit more of the hands, but you already have a guy like that. So I'd rather have a Brandon Hagel in for Matthew Highmore and have Dylan Strom's skill uh, in the lineup. So that's why I was excited. I was good to see him back and uh, he converted. We'll we'll get to that. But um, fireworks start early in this one, Tony, because if you remember last time these two teams played, uh, Connor Murphy was ejected for a hit that was deemed high. Uh, Got a game misconduct for hitting Eric Chernak behind the net back when they played in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the Lightning didn't take too kindly to that. And Barclay Goodrow um, went after Connor Murphy right away. 47 seconds into this one, actually, challenged him to a fight. And Murphy backed down from it and said he wasn't going to fight because he didn't want to stay in the box that long. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Smart hockey play uh, from Connor Murphy because one of your top defensemen, you know, I'm out there. And this also resulted in a Blackhawks power play, which they scored on uh, early in this one, Tony. So I I think it was the right move by Murphy. I know we can talk about it in terms of standing up, answering the bell, all of that. But, hey, from a hockey sense, the Blackhawks didn't win this game. I thought it was the right decision by Murphy. How about you? No, I totally agree with that, Johnny. Um, You know, there's a lot of people, um, and and us included, who could – you know, if it was the opponent, I think you and I uh, will be honest with ourselves here. We'd be sitting here saying that's lame and weak. And, um, you know, you'd want to see the guy answer the bell, just like you said. Uh, but, you know, there is a sense that Connor Murphy is an important piece to the Blackhawks team. And especially that early on in a game, um, you know, you, you challenge the guy to a fight. That's not always, you know, it takes two to tango, buddy. Um, and, and if he's not up for it, you know, that that's it. And you get the power play, you go convert on it it worked out well for the Blackhawks. So in that sense, Murphy gets off scot-free uh, from a Blackhawks fan standpoint, you know, we, we could sit here and talk about the implications and the Blackhawks won this game, that that would have been a, uh, a deciding factor in it, uh, especially. Um, but, you know, uh, for, for that said, um, you know, maybe wait until the, like the third period in the game to maybe, you know, answer uh, that right there. And uh, might've had a different result from Connor. Cause I don't think he was, exactly afraid of the fight it was more or less what you said uh you know just thinking about the implications of you know one of your top defenders uh, off the ice for five minutes yeah and th- those are his words his words uh he had said that when meeting with the media after so um th- this came 47 seconds in like i mentioned uh nothing going too much for the first power play unit but hey as soon as the second unit jumps onto the ice man uh you get matthias yanmark making a great keep in and uh you catch victor hedman a little bit up high and um, Dominic Kubalik is able to work uh, a little bit of back and forth with Alex Dabrinkit. And Matthias Yanmark finds that soft spot that uh, Victor Hedman left vacant. Uh, he's right down there on the doorstep. Kubalik puts it right on his tape, redirects it in there. Tony, I love a smooth goal like that. When you see like the gif, there's no little hiccup. There's no little having to like shove it in again. It was just like, boom, tape to tape and right into the back of the net. Those are beautiful. I love them. I mean, pretty goals, Johnny, pretty goals. And you, you got to love anything that comes clean, sets the tone. Um, you know, going back in this game and thinking about where we were uh, right off the right off the start here. Uh, you you got to love that type of energy coming out from the Blackhawks and getting things done on special teams. I mean, we were talking about this the other night. Where the fuck are the special teams? And they come out and they, they answer one right early against the top team in the NHL. 
Um, I mean, that's that's a good sign. You love seeing that from from a young team coming out there and, and setting the tone for the game. I mean, that that's that's exactly the start that you're asking for if you're Jeremy Colleton and the Blackhawks. Yeah, it was a good start for sure. Uh, getting especially you know the goal uh, lead there, uh, but unfortunately, I uh, would not last too long uh, because Alex Kalorn uh, he comes in circles the net, and uh, Kevin Lankinen wasn't ready for this one. Tony, uh, he does not hug the post on a just standard wraparound chance, and uh, Kalorn's able to poke it in off of Lankinen. I think you'd like to have this one back. Yeah, you're seeing right there, and and we've kind of you know, not had as many pleasant things to say about Kevin Lykinen, uh as we did in the early going. And I think that this is somewhat a byproduct of, you know, a longer uh, NHL season here for what is a rookie goaltender. You're going to start to see uh, the same teams over and over again. And, uh, you know, you start to watch tape on these guys and, and people make adjustments. Uh, and Lykinen is just, you know, kind of in the dog days of the NHL season right now. So, you know, I think I think for him, it's going to be important to to just get back on uh, his horse and, and come up with you know an incredible performance to kind of reset himself a little bit here because you don't like seeing mental mistakes uh, right there and little soft goals going by. I mean, hugging the post on a standard wraparound, Johnny. I mean, uh, it, it does happen, but uh, it's it's definitely one that you want to see come back. Yeah, and the Lightning are sneaky players. You know, the, the, that's the kind of thing that they, they'll key in and they will hurt you if you're going to give them that. So uh, just, you know, a rookie netminder in that situation. Uh, I think Colin said it best. Uh, yeah, sure, he's going to have some of those, but it, think about it. It's his first uh, year in the league. So um, unfortunately, that's just what we're dealing with here, I guess, part of the rebuild. Um, that can kind of creep back into our conversation here. Uh, but the Bolts take a lead, too, um, not too long after this. Uh, at 15-38, Lucas Walmart takes a tripping penalty, uh, kind of a bullshit call if you're asking me. But either way, Yanni Gord comes in and he's trying to work a two-on-one. He's driving the center lane and he's trying to work a two-on-one with his winger off on the right half wall. And the puck kind of bounces off of the Blackhawks forward back checking there, Tony. Uh, comes right back onto Gord's stick and it's on his backhand and he just kind of flutters one through Lankanen and I think this is another one that he'd like to have back. Maybe it surprised him a little bit. I think that's fair because he was probably expecting the pass to go wide, but still, I mean, you got to close that five hole and uh, at least get the stick in front of it. And if you're not smothering it, uh, whack it out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you, you just named a million ways to skin a cat there, Johnny, and, and keep the puck out of the net. Um, again, I mean, I, I don't know if these were just, you know, not being prepared or just not, you know, being unlucky, just generally unlucky uh, tonight for him uh, in, in the first there, but um, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta make those saves. Uh, we've seen it from him before uh, him standing on his head to, uh, to close down games and, and keep his team in the lead. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, just a few minutes ago, the lightning are sneaky players. They're going to get, they're going to get their goals. Um, so, you know, not expecting a shutout from Kevin Lankinen by any means uh, going into Tampa, but uh, you definitely don't want to give up soft goals early. And I think that, you know, if we had a little bit clean, or of a period from uh, from Kevin Lykinen in the first. Again, that, that's something that we can go back and talk about uh, in the grand scheme of things for this game. But if you get a cleaner first from him, uh, I think that the result might be a little bit different. 
Yeah, Tony, but this eventful first period would not be done even in the dying minutes. Uh, kind of surprising. Alex Dabrinkit takes a big run. Uh, Patrick Maroon, a big power forward, uh, something that you're not used to seeing here. Um, and then uh, later on in that shift, Pat Maroon uh, feels the need to retaliate against Dabrinkit with a little bit of a scary hit uh, near the boards, but the cat got up and he was fine. Either way, drew an uh, interference penalty at the 1808 marker. And then uh, back on the power play, Matias Yanmark getting it done again tonight, Tony. Um, he gets a nice little keep in from Keith, uh, comes down uh, to the kind of near the goal line uh, along the left boards and centers one right on net. And Dylan Strom, a uh, man right that jumped back in the lineup tonight, uh, he gets out in front and uh, bullies it past Vasilevsky to tie this thing up. Uh, I was pumped to see uh, Stromer get on the board in his first game back. Yeah, just like we were talking about when we started the show here. Uh, you know, when Dylan Strom can perform, uh, you love to see it and you love to see him uh, coming up big here uh, for the Hawks to tie this game. Uh, you know, I, I said pretty much all I needed to say about Dylan Strom when we started this thing. Uh, but, you know, for the Blackhawks, again, uh, striking on Tampa in the, in the first tier to get this thing back knotted up. Uh, that was an important goal. Very important goal. Um, I can't I can't understate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, because you needed that one, and you know it's always nice to score uh, in the dying minutes of a period. It kind of gives you a little jump, a little momentum uh, going into the break. So uh, as we come out in the second, um, there there was some penalty action, but no, no scoring here. Uh, you know the Blackhawks had a couple more power play chances, so I guess this is where special teams could be a little bit of a disappointment uh, tonight. Uh, they didn't convert on a couple opportunities they had in this middle frame, um, but other than that. Fairly even matched uh, middle frame here, Tony. Um, I was fairly satisfied with the effort through 40 minutes, and that's all about to change when we get to the third period here. Yeah, I didn't really want to get to the third period. Um, the, the second, Johnny, I think that, you know, the Hawks had plenty of opportunities they didn't convert on. Um, but, you know, same thing could be said for Tampa. So pretty even, evenly matched. I would say through the first two. And that's, that's exactly where you want to be against the lightning. Like, you know, I'm sitting there, um, you know, looking at, looking at the odds going, you know, that the Hawks have a chance to pull this one out, um, you know, to, to tie, all you need is that one goal. And this is, you know, heading into the third, I don't know about you, uh, but this is where I expect like, you know, Patrick Kane to come out and put the team on his back uh, right early on in the third period. And, you know, just looking at this one, I go, this one, this one looks winnable to me. I concur 100%. And, you know, well, you talk about being right where you want to be. Hey, uh, it was 17-16 shots in favor of the Bolts going into the third period. You played them pretty damn evenly, and you're also suppressing that because that's a team get out in front of you at speed and just pepper your goalie with shots. So props to the defensive structure throughout the first 40 minutes uh, for limiting that and not being too uh, egregious because it's the team that could easily pile up you know, I would say between 40 and 50 shots on you. So as we break into this third period, though, um, the only scoring, excuse me, I guess the only even strength scoring here uh, came about 532 in. And it was a play where, uh, you know, Tampa had been pressing for a little bit. You go and look at these Corsi numbers and they're going all jacked up in favor of Tampa. I think the Blackhawks only had, you know, whatever, one shot at this point. 
in the third period. Uh, but Tampa uh, keeps flying in the zone. And um, this actually happened to be a fourth line shift for the Tampa Bay Lightning. A little bit of an unfortunate play, I guess you could say, because uh, Kershev's pass gets picked off through the middle and uh, is some Blackhawks forwards nearing the end of a shift, so they can't get back too well. And the way the play developed through the neutral zone kind of goes off to the right wing boards right at the red line. And um, Duncan Keith had been sucked up in the zone. So Connor Murphy comes out, help him out and pinch. Uh, but then you get uh, Ross Colton uh, shooting through the middle of the ice and neither Walmart nor Carpenter can catch him. I don't think they could with the foot speed anyway, even if they were, you know, full go, but they were at the end of the shift. Like I mentioned, uh, couldn't do anything about it. Kershev was the low man because he, his pass, he was kind of trying to cut after that. Um, Coleman goes in bullies over Lankanen too. Uh, well, we'll say that. I mean, then that could be a little bit questionable, but either way, puck goes in, they didn't review it or anything for goaltender interference. Um, and that would ultimately be the game winning goal in this game. Um, because the Blackhawks refused to shoot, which we'll get to um, later down this one. But uh, that, that one just kind of miffed me a little bit, Tony. Absolutely no bias here, Johnny. But, you know, that's the type of play where I look at the TV and I just start fucking screaming. I'm like, can you review it? Because 99% of the time, if I'm playing Chell or I see this happen anywhere else in the NHL, if it was the Blackhawks, that's the type of play that ends up getting reviewed and, uh, you know, the goal gets disallowed or something. I don't know if that's just bad fucking luck or what it is, but uh, I, I definitely thought it was a little bit questionable. Um, but I, I mean, that was just my reaction to it. Um, again, absolutely no fucking bias there. No, n- never biased here on the Four Feathers podcast. We would never, um, you know, Headman eventually ices this thing uh, with about, you know, 15 seconds left, uh, an empty netter. Um, so th- that's all the scoring there. But, Tony, I want to get to the lack of urgency in the third period, especially in the offensive zone for the Blackhawks, because uh, I talked about, you know, kind of suppressing the shots and staying with Tampa Bay. So sure, things tightened up uh, down the stretch. You know, Tampa's a good team. Uh, they, they can use their uh, speed and, uh, you know, body position to uh, kind of limit some of these chances. But but the biggest, most frustrating thing of this period, Tony, is that the Blackhawks had numerous chances to score and ones where they were walking to the slot or from the top of the circle and they just didn't fucking do it. I think they need the drunkards uh, back up in the 300 level to remind them the ones that yell shoot uh, every fucking five seconds because they're just not doing it. You have the chances. How are you going to go and say that you're trying to come back in this game and only muster up five shots on net in the third period? It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, Johnny, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, you bring up the drunkards that yell shoot, and like there was a point in time in in uh, you know Blackhawks hockey that uh, you'd have all these people yelling shoot on the power play over and over again. And I've been at plenty of games where you're just sitting there, like as a hockey fan, like knowing it's not even the appropriate time to shoot when everybody else in the stadium is screaming shoot the puck and puck. Uh, but like at this point, you know, watching them just be so trigger shy. I don't know where that strategy came from because it's a totally different, you know, mentality than we saw just a few weeks ago where the power play worked, you know, just so, so well. And, you know, just for, for a good two, three weeks, man, we saw some, some really good offensive chances and I don't know where it went. Like, I don't know where that whole entire style of play went and they've went back into their shell and, you know, just are, are afraid to take chances, Johnny. You, it, it sounds so cliche to say, like, you got to put pucks on net. But right now, you, you just have to fucking put pucks on net. Like, yeah. you have to. When you're, when you're not doing it at all, you have to. I, I, like, and that's why, you know, it's, it's, you know, we talk about weathering the storm, Johnny, when a team is down. And we see the Hawks do this all the, all the time. Have to weather the storm in the third period. Where was the Blackhawks' effort 
to make Tampa have to like weather anything when it when it yeah. was down in the waning minutes of this hockey game. There was never a, like an effort that you saw where guys were digging deeper uh, to, you know, to you know just get pucks on the net to get get into the zone. Uh, you know, skate a little bit harder, go to the dirty areas. They just kind of coasted through the game as if they had a two goal lead. And that's not how you're going to come back in a hockey game. And it was incredibly fucking frustrating to watch. Um, and I agree with your sentiment. If, if they need like people screaming, shoot, can we like at least pump our audio into the arena for them? Yeah, Tony, you know what's the most frustrating thing here? I'll go, I'll go to a couple numbers here. Um, in, in the third period, this is all situations. You know, you know the, the natural stat trick guys love to go five on five because that's what happens most often. But, you know, you had the uh, empty net pulled, you know, whatever, it, towards the end. In the third period, the Tampa Bay Lightning had 13 scoring chances for. Guess how many scoring chances the Blackhawks had in the third period? Two? Three. Three? Unfucking believable. There's no storm there. That just backs up your point. So I just wanted to give the numbers behind it. Uh, it, It's just a matter of that. Shoot the fucking puck when you have the lane there. I mean, oh, my God. Ryan Carpenter at the top of the circle. It's like you already had your guy, Pia Suter, driving towards the net. Just shoot it, and if he can get the rebound, you know, even if he just slams it at Vasilevsky and then you take a face off there, whatever. That's making him work for one more. Adam Boquist walking to the middle. I know it's not always perfect. It might be rolling on you a little bit, but, hey, you had guys surrounding. You had your wingers crashing to either side of the net. Just fucking fire it through, even if it hits off a defenseman's leg. Like, I I could go all night here, Tony, with uh, all of these guys that did it. Even Patrick Kane, he outweights someone and tries to go all the way to the bottom of the circle. I know that's rock star shit territory for going not Danny Heatley here, but holy shit, you got it up at that better angle, higher scoring chance percentage. Fucking shoot it. You're one of the best players on the team. That was one of my keys to the game on uh, the Monday night post game show. When we were talking about this, Patrick Kane, don't be afraid to shoot it. We're going to need you. Well, buddy, we needed you and you didn't fucking show up in the third period. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, there there was a lot of not showing up today here too, Johnny, and and it's more or less the third period. But like, where where's the simple stuff that works? Uh, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna actually get momentum, Johnny, you need to create the essence of momentum uh, to actually make it look like you know something is is potentially brewing here. And then the third period completely dead. I go back to uh, I believe it was the Carl Soderberg goal in in Dallas. Uh, you know, get yourself in front of the net, in front of the netminder, uh, and create create some havoc down in, in the dirty areas. And I didn't see a lot of that, Johnny. I don't know if you have any comments there either, but you know, like Carl Soderberg, man, like get get in front of the net. We, we've seen some of these things work uh, in practicality, and we've seen some of these things work uh, against good teams uh, to go find that goal. Like I didn't see any sort of you know effort to to execute on one play besides that 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 old style of Blackhawks power play hockey where you're passing it around the perimeter almost waiting for something to open up that just, you know, and then when it does, you're not even shooting. So I, I don't understand how they expected uh, to come back in this hockey game. And if, if they were rolling over and playing dead, it doesn't bode well for, for any sort of momentum going into the next game, Johnny. And that's, what's ultra concerning about it. Yeah. Cause you get the same Tampa Bay lightning again on Saturday and we'll get to the preview of that uh, in a little bit here, but I guess my last one is, uh, you know, it, when it gets down to that crunch time, sure. Maybe some other times you can be a little bit more creative and you maybe have a set play that's going to be run in the, you know, whatever thir- first period early in the second, but when it's crunch time like that and you're already down, you already knew you were down. What is it? Just a little over five minutes into the third 
period that you went down. Um, you, you know that you need to just fucking pepper this guy with shots. So stop looking for that goddamn fancy creative pass. Make the simple play. Just do it. So th- yeah. that's end rant for that. Uh, final observations from this one. We'll get it. Cool and tough player of the game. Tony, in my mind, there's no doubt, and it has to be Matias Mark for not only his point, obviously he had the goal, he had the assist on the second goal, but he was the only one willing to carry the puck around defenders and fucking actually hold on to it instead of just fucking having to ring it and having to use the support and whatever. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm just going to body you at the shoulder and do that. So that's why he gets my cool and tough player of the game. Yeah. You know what, Johnny, I'm going to actually agree with you on this one. And he was my pick as well. Uh, and one thing that I wanted to note was that uh, you know he's one of those guys that's just completely underappreciated out there. Um, just in a sense of, of what he's done so far this year. Yeah, he's, he's sure he's had a few uh, mistakes himself, but overall kind of a quiet guy, just not somebody that you talk about or we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, tonight winds up on the score sheet a couple of times, um, you know, just doing the right things, played a good hockey game. Um, and when we look at this game overall, I don't think there's really anybody else that like did anything really that jumped out uh, besides to break its hit yeah. um, that he had earlier yeah. on in the game. Uh, I guess you can go to Connor Murphy, but you know, it, for for not taking that fight. But I'd feel way too weird saying like the coolest, yeah, and toughest no. thing was somebody not taking a fight. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to agree with you on this one. And, and you know what? Like that's that's even being generous because I think that there was a lot of lame and weak tonight, and we can probably come up with like four or five different examples of of lame and weak easier than we can come up with cool and tough. So. Um, if I'm Jeremy Carlton, I'm, I'm pretty displeased with my locker room right now. Um, and I would try and send a message to get into this next game. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the next game. Yeah, no, he will in a second here. I just got a couple more things. And, you know, uh, it's kind of odd. Jeremy Collins comments after, you know, he said, you liked our effort and I can agree with that for through, through 40 minutes. I can agree with that. He played fairly fucking evenly. I, that's something to be proud of against the defending Stanley Cup champions, but uh, you, you need to lambast the uh, effort in the third a little bit more to get the boys going. That's just my bottom line. I know you're, you know, you don't want to do that to your own guys, and I get it. You're trying to, you know, run a locker room. I totally understand that, but hey, um, you know, it, it called out where it is. He said, you know, oh, passed up on a few. It's like, what he should have said was we need to be absolutely hundred percent more assertive uh, in the third period. That's what I would have liked to hear from him, but Oh, well, maybe they'll discuss that behind closed doors. That was just to the media. So uh, final things here from this game though, Tony, before we do get into the preview, Lankening got destroyed regularly guys coming in, barreling into him. Uh, I don't think the Blackhawks gave Vasilevsky more than a snow shower uh, at the other ends uh, besides Dylan Strom pumping home that goal kind of slapping away at it on the power play uh, second goal of the game for the Blackhawks. So um, I, I like to see a little bit more. I mean, you don't have to fucking destroy him, but a little more net front presence uh, and, uh, you know, not afraid to shove around the net a bit. Um, power play two for four tonight. So that's good. Uh, but he died off a little after the first period. So, um, you know, whatever adjustments they're making, make counter adjustments. Don't make the same fucking drop zone entry every fucking time. All right. Um, the going forward face offs, not as egregiously bad as games past, but still Tampa Bay winning 50% of the draws tonight. So, uh, fucking, I mean, I don't know if you, you got to figure that out. Maybe getting back on home ice will help that, uh, since you get the little bit of advantage having to put your stick down second, um, and wake the fuck up in the third period. That's a final observation. Let's move into Saturday afternoon. Um, same lightning, 3 p.m. Central Time, NBC Sports Chicago. Um, Hawks are now, uh, you know, 33 points at the 14, 12, and 5 mark, fourth in the Central. 
According to Pat Boyle on the NBC Sports Chicago postgame, uh, the Blackhawks had a 12-point cushion uh, at one point, so you're seeing that thing slip. Uh, this is going to be a crucial one here. Uh, Tampa Bay jumps into first uh, with this win here, 44 points for them. Uh, Tony, my first initial thought for Saturday is pray to fucking ward that we get Curtis McElhenney in that because I'm pretty sure Andre Vasilevsky is 9-0-0 versus the Hawks in the regular season in his career. Well, you know, it's not doing any favors that they do have the, uh, the, the day off on Friday, Johnny, I, you know, you'd hope that, uh, that you get it. If you get that lucky, uh, that that'll be nice for the Hawks, but uh, you know, you need to get back to uh, that, that, you know, second game that's been bread and butter for the Blackhawks. You know, you got to make those adjustments and I would take the reverse uh, of this one. Cause if we're only going to get 40 minutes, Johnny, uh, I'd rather see, you know, the, the first period be a little bit more sloppy and, and go up the roller coaster than uh, watch it go down. Um, so, you know, I want to see the full complete 60 and I'm going to be greedy here, Johnny. And I'm going to say that, uh, you know, I want goals from your top guys. If you're going to win this game, it's got to be, it's got to be Patrick Kane and Alex to bring it down to Kubelik coming to show up against the top team like the Tampa Bay lightning, Johnny, we're going to need to see goals from two of those guys um, and, you know, supplemental scoring, but we need to get pucks to the net. Uh, we talk about that uh, time and time again, it's really simple. Just you're going to have to shoot more. Um, and I liked what you said about the zone entries, Johnny, there's a lot of things that they can change up, um, but you, you're going to have to create the essence of momentum if you don't even have any um, and, and try and get through a third period, especially in this next game, regardless if you're up or you're down. Uh, I want to see a way better effort in the third. Um, you know, even if they're down by five, I would be fucking hollering and screaming at them to skate harder and harder because uh, the effort tonight was just lacking. Yeah, in the in the final twenty, and I think uh, I don't I don't want listeners to get the wrong impression because yeah, fairly even uh, through the first forty, but it, we're talking about crunch time when it fucking matters when the game is going to be decided, and that's when they didn't show up. So that's why we're so upset about that effort. Uh, my my, I think you summarized a lot of that, Tony, and I blown a lot a lot of hot air tonight. But uh, my last one is um, be be, uh, be ready uh, for it to get chippy because I can guarantee you that uh, you know Connor Murphy didn't answer the bell uh, as. Tampa Bay would have liked tonight. So they're not going to forget that. And they're still going to, even if they're not going after asking for fights, uh, you're still going to get ridden and be ready to answer that. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, I'm talking to you, buddy. Uh, be ready. Uh, let's fucking run someone into the fifth row there. Um, they got fans in there now. Uh, make them feel it. Uh, let's let someone get a souvenir stick. Like, come on, let be ready for it. And if they hit you, don't be, you don't need to go out of your way and be egregious hit back. But when you have them lined up, fucking finish them, finish your checks. Yeah, uh, I think it really hurts, Johnny, that a guy like Andrew Shaw isn't in the lineup right now for the Blackhawks, especially going into this game too right here, because you're going to need that energy. You're going to need somebody to drive this ship, and you're going to need somebody to beat that fucking drum uh, for this team to to have that heart and to play like that. Um, so somebody's got to step up, man, and, and be that guy, uh, to just be that agitator, to be that guy who's who's causing – a little bit of havoc for the other team and be feared. Cause right now uh, you come out of this one and uh, you know, be a little bit different if the outcome was a Blackhawks victory. 
but you you looked you looked weak tonight, um, especially in the eyes of Tampa, who spoke. Uh, you know, I think it was McDonough after the last year. He spoke very highly of this team, called them you know one of the top teams in the league. Well, definitely uh, after tonight and letting that one piss away, and and the the current trend that the Hawks are on uh, that, that does not feel like we're watching a top team in the league play hockey. So. Uh, just need a better effort and, and snap out of this thing as fast as you can because, like you said, Johnny, things are slipping quickly. Yep. Uh, top guys get going. Um, don't be afraid uh, to answer the bell physically. Um, like I said, I don't have to go out of your way and take, you know, uh, drawn into a stupid fight. But hey, uh, be, don't be afraid to give it back to him. And for fuck's sakes, uh, let's get some more net front presence because that can help you. You talk about Tony, you don't have the momentum trying to create the essence of it. Hey, long shot from the point, even if you didn't have the momentum uh, with that net front presence, you never know. Rebound, redirect, who knows? Um, so that, that's it. That's my final keys to this one. Um, let's get the hell out of here, Tony. Um, hope for a much better effort Saturday afternoon. I know Ollie will be absolutely plastered uh, drinking for that one, and I hope it's a celebratory one. If not, then I'll just keep going uh, further down into the abyss. <laughs> uh, we're not quite close to toaster bat time for you yet. Uh, still, still holding on up here at the uh, at the top of standings. We're in fourth right now, so it's still a playoff spot. So uh, let's not let's not get there, Johnny. Uh, who you got to stick to click for uh, for Saturday? Uh, yeah, for Saturday, we talked about big guns needing to get going. Um, I'm going to go with Dominic Kubalik. Um, you know, I to talked about what I just said, a uh, net front presence for someone there. Um, you know, if someone's providing a good screen, a Kubalik shot easily you get through. So just fucking crank it, Dominic Kubalik. How about you? Love it, Johnny. I'm going to go with Alex to bring it. Um, I want to say Patrick Kane, but uh, I feel like that one's a little too easy. Um, I'll go with the bring it, and, and I want to see the cat get on the board. All right. I love it, Tony. Um, uh, That's about it. Let's get out of here with our three magic words. Let's go, Hawks. Hawks.